0: And welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Early podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. Uh, unfortunately, we've not got any interviews for you this week, and that's because we're just a handful of games and not a lot of success, to be honest. Uh, we couldn't really find anyone worth hassling to get on the show this week. Uh, so you just have to put up with a pair of us for the next uh, half an hour or so. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who is continuing to have rip-roaring fun with their uh, beloved train operator Southeastern. And on the line now is a man who definitely, definitely is on the nice list this year. Matt Gerard, how are you, mate?
1: Not bad, mate. Not bad at all yet. Christmas is, well, it's nearly the 22nd, so it's getting very, very close now. So uh, just looking forward to the break and um, we go again, so to speak, isn't it? So uh, football's taken a bit of a hit, I suppose. You know, the last couple of weeks have been um, difficult, isn't it? With games, with snow and everything like that. Normally we expect this in February, not in December.
0: Yeah, it's been, it has been really tough. I mean, it, it, I, I think the hard thing was that obviously the pitch is just never... Defrosted? Did they after uh, after the first week uh, of, of the snow? And you know, it was amazing to see so many games, even those on on three G pitches, called off as well uh, because of uh, safety of, of the areas around. But
1: I found looks... out about three G pitches. gone as well, because apparently you you've got to let the snow melt. If it packs, you know, if the snow gets packed, or I suppose it froze a lot with Maidstone and Tunbridge, you can't just get a brush and put it over it. Apparently. Oh, right. You've got to let it melt naturally, otherwise you could uh, damage the pitch. That's one of the things I found out about three um, G pitches.
0: It's one of those, isn't it, where I think people look and think, "Oh well, you know, if you've got three G pitch, every game should be on." But it's all about the surroundings as well, isn't it, and the safety of spectators and people yeah. getting there as well, which is a big thing. And I think that's uh, been a factor in other places as well um, over the last few days. So, you know, it's, uh... I think the weather's
1: going to be okay, isn't it now? So for. For the christmas fixtures which we've got plenty of um it should be okay i think it's just going to be miserable and wet
0: which is <laughs> standard yeah. stuff yeah exactly so um yeah well it's our 238th episode this week uh, which is an untouchable number whatever on earth that may mean uh, i'm sure this episode of us two talking will not be untouchable in the realms of our shows uh, but there you go last week's was a good one so on average we've not had a bad fortnight uh, as we've already mentioned as you're probably aware there was very little football in kent over the weekend and what there was well it didn't really go too well uh, we're going to start with the FA Trophy, where four Kent teams were left in the competition, but one of them went out on Saturday and two more followed on Tuesday night, leaving just Maidstone United standing. And their reward in the next round is a trip to National League leaders, Knotts County. Uh, we will start with Saturday's losers, focusing and victor, who went out on penalties in their tie with Leiston. Matt, you were there. What were your thoughts on it all? Um Yeah, folks didn't look the better side. It's amazing when Adi Youssef
1: um wanted to get involved in the game, he was sort of the key player because he had that ability to get the pull and just glide past people because he was so much quicker than anybody else. But folks had, had a period peer before half-time when they scored, when he scored a good goal. Um, in the second half, they didn't really start too well. They sort of um, had a goal disallowed. I thought it, it was offside because it got bundled at the post. But watching it back, it seemed to be that um, it went straight in the net. So it was a strange decision. But from then on, Leeson for about 15 minutes, they had a good player. The guy who scored their goal was very good. They looked a the better side. But then a change of formation, Ira Jackson Jr., friend of the show, he had a terrible game, it brought on Ian um, Draycott, changed the formation a bit and then focused on absolutely bossed it and probably could have won the game or should have won the game because of the chances they had. And again, that man at Youssef, I mean, when I've seen him around before, You know, he does flatter to the sea. But if you get him on the ball, he he can run with the ball really, really quickly and he just caused them problems all afternoon. Unfortunately, their luck run out. They've got through to this in the three games they've had. They've won twice on penalties in the trophy. Um, but uh, Yusuf missed the penalty. Um, and that was about it. And also Nathan Green, who had a good game from left back, he missed the penalty. And they went out um, a little bit disappointing because I think they'd like to be, um, you know, I don't think they're going to go up this season. So a nice trophy one would have done them good. But um, I think they'll be disappointed they didn't win the game over the 90 minutes
0: obviously the first time you've seen Folkestone since Neil Cugley moved on or was it still similar to how they've been before or have the new managers kind of put their little stamp on the on the side and how they're playing you know you've got the
1: three up front and they interlink quite well and they started brightly uh again they've sort of got um you know this is not a criticism workhorses in midfield no real I would say creativity in midfield so you're relying on your front three you are you know Abadi Jackson on his day can be good and Yusuf causing problems. But yeah, I don't, they haven't really changed it too much. I think they've got a basis of a good team. Nathan Green's a good fullback. Ian Gale's a good centre half, and you've got um, Callum Davies, Davis is a good thing. So they've got the basis of a good side. Maybe they need to tinker with it more. Maybe, or I would say, a, you know, easier said than done. And maybe a creative midfielder just to sort of um, unlock defences. But uh, yeah, they're doing okay. I think they're going to be okay this season because normally they're good at home um, and they score goals. And they'll always score goals, folks. Then I think of a little bit more creativity and they can move up the table.
0: Yeah, Tuesday night, uh, Bromley's title defence fell at the first hurdle uh, as they lost on penalties as well as they were beaten at Bath City after that game was postponed at the weekend. Uh, also postponed on Saturday was Welling's trip to Aldershot. They lost 3-0. Uh, and Maidstone United's game was also postponed, but they managed to get it on and they managed to win. They beat Worthing 2-0. A few reports have said it wasn't Maidstone's finest uh, performance, but they got the job done. But they won't have been very happy with what they've got next, will they? Well, it
1: depends how... Um... Notts County away is not the greatest tie in the world. No, I don't know if Notts County are going to take it seriously. Probably, because I don't think they've been to Wembley for 20-odd years. So, no, they could have had a, a better tie than that. The other two going out. Bromley's results, Bromley are very up and down, aren't they? 2-0 up. Bath, um, who are a decent side in the Conference South, but Bromley haven't just haven't got that consistency. I think that's... In all competitions, they've only won once since the 8th of October, and that was against Dorking in the um, in the league. So, are they struggling a little bit? Maybe will he be under pressure? I don't think he probably is. He's got he's won the uh, the trophy, but I think the you know the investment on and off the field would think they would be doing a little bit better. And probably um, league form wise, probably Bromley haven't really had a great 2022. Would you say?
0: You looking at your results, thinking about? them? No, I don't think so because you, you just I think this time last year you would have expected them to be in the playoffs last season, which obviously they missed out on. And, and I think you know I've kind of said a few times they they look like they're flattering to deceive yeah. in the league this season. You know, you, you look at them and you think, yeah, they're 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 all right, they're they're on a good run, but actually they they're not. And and you know there's. The, the, I don't know. It's just it's just not clicking for them. And, and you know, Andy Woodman, we've had on the show a few times. He'll be disappointed with it, with, with it, I think, because you know that they've got players in there. They've got some good some good names in there. They should be in and around the top of a, a very very tough division with some very very big spending teams. But Bromley have, have got these expectations that they've forced upon themselves with the way they've done the last few years. But it's just it's just been disappointing. And and I actually think that losing in the trophy is, is a big blow and that's going to put a lot more scrutiny on their league performances in the new year
1: yeah again they're only they're only three points off the playoff so it's quite you know the top top three are running away with it maybe and the rest of the league have just got to play for them play for themselves in those playoff positions so we're not saying it's all doom and gloom and the season's all over but they need to find a bit of consistency and we know they can with the quality players they've got that just hasn't really clicked they've been a bit of a yeah, you know, the Cup's been, the trophy was fantastic for them, but the league form, we haven't done the stats. But I would have thought maybe that, you know, over the year 2022, their league form would probably see the middle table, you know, not in the
0: playoff position, which
1: I wouldn't know where they want to be.
0: Yes, uh, only one game uh, over the next week uh, for our National League teams uh, because of the way that it's fallen. So the fixtures are obviously for those on Boxing Day, which is Monday. Uh, around that time, that really annoying time of the year when everyone goes, oh, I don't know what day of the week it is. You've got it on your phone. Grow up. Um, but anyway, yes, Stagham and Redbridge is the destination for Maidstone on Monday uh, while Bromley go to South Southend uh, in that, and the repeats of those games are on New Year's Day. Uh, in the National South, there was a game on Tuesday night, but again, it didn't go well. Ebsfield United, they are now officially Matt having a blip, beating one nil at Chesson. That's not a very good result uh, for Ebbsfleet United, and and I guess the worrying thing is these games they're losing, they're not scoring. Do you think the goals have dried up a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's strange
1: because they're such a free scoring side early in the season. Cheshunt, you no, know, Dover lost to them a couple of weeks ago, and I thought that was wow. a bad result. So maybe Chesant aren't as bad as I thought they, they were, really. But yeah, it, it is a bit of a blip. But they, you no, know, but they, well, they did score six at Worthing a couple of weeks ago, so we don't think the goals are uh, slipping up. But yeah. <laughs> Again, you would be concerned. They've got Dartford back to back now. If they lost both of them, you think panic will be setting in a little bit for um, um, for sleep, But yeah, I still think they're going to be okay. But yeah, this is not a not a very good spell, and every team goes for a blip, don't they? And we know it's a tough competition. Dartford win these two games, it's going to make it interesting, but. Couple of cracking ties, I have to say, but now this is where Dark Absolute uh, can show their mettle. What I will say about the- that as well,
0: Welling, they're on a bit of a slide as well, aren't they? They are. I've I mean, won many games. No, I'm just, I'm actually got the form table in front of me because I'm just trying to work out. I'm, I make it five defeats in seven games for Absolute United because obviously they went at the FA Cup, they went out the FA, yeah, Cup, yeah. Out so, the FA trophy, trophy. Yeah, so. Uh, and then they've lost three league games as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's far from a crisis, but when you were away, I had. Uh, I suppose to Hayden Hollis, the defender at Ebbsfleet and, and I said to him, you know, we've well, lost your last couple of games because uh, they'd lost to Tunbridge and they'd lost to Eastbourne. And he was like, well, no, we're, we're, we're fine because, you know, we, we, that that's just the way it is. we, we We've lost these games, but we're not in, in in sort of dire straits. But actually on reflection, you know, now it's turned into a little bit of a, a, a blip. As you say, they did win 6-0 uh, at Worthing. But it's, it's just a... a Two, goal, two games back to back, no goals is, is, is the worrying thing. They're still the top scorers yeah. in the division, and I'm sure they will bounce back. But as you say, Dartford on Boxing Day, that is the sort of game that, that well, if uh, they lose that well, one, it, then they start to worry.
1: Well, if if they don't, if they, you know, pick up a point out of those games, a uh, draw, and they lose one, again, it does put the pressure on them. So, but this is the thing that Dennis Katrina would probably say, right? Arguably, we win both of these games with the games we've got in hand. We can end Dartford's title hopes. so you know when we look back in a couple of weeks on the pod it, it could be very very rosy for them or very very panicky so it's, it is the manager might say you're not going to win the you know lose the league by uh, on the Boxing Day or the Christmas Day Christmas Games it, it could be a major factor for this as well and you've still got Havan um, sniffing around as well so yeah interesting uh, interesting couple of weeks of Conference South I would have thought
0: yeah, I mean, obviously some big games going around. And you mentioned Welling there, as you say. Uh, they haven't won many games lately. They are struggling a little bit. But well beaten in, in the trophy, albeit at a team uh, in the league above. <laughs> I think they started the season really well, but they've, they've really, really tailed off, haven't they? Yeah,
1: and again, I would say the investment they've got at Welling with the players they've got, I don't know if they're paying well, but these are solid players at this level and maybe the level above. I think maybe the the chairman's been a little bit undercharged under um undercharged by for some of these players and they need to sort that out because Welling's budget is probably quite good and being in 15th place and I can't think that and I've haven't in the trophy but I can't think of many other games they've won recently so a disappointing because they wanted the playoffs welling and, and they need to sort their form out and fast we're even doing worse than Dover so that's saying something
0: well, exactly. And that is when, you know, things aren't going oh, yeah. well. Uh, fixtures for those teams uh, over the weekend, as we have already mentioned, it's Epswich against Dartford. Uh, Dover's uh, opponents are Dulwich Hamlet. They're away on Boxing Day and it's Tunbridge Angels against Welling United uh, and a Kent derby that's being played well, on well, Boxing Day. One thing, John, out of all the Kent sides in this division, why the hell are Dover playing Dulwich? Well, this was the thing. When the fixtures came out, I heard on the grapevine that Welling were livid uh, because they wanted to play Dulwich. Um, because, you know, that's actually quite a local game for them. Um, and then I would have thought you'd have played Tumbridge Angels been the logical thing to do, wouldn't it? But very, very strange. Um, yeah, very, very strange. But what can you do? We don't make the rules, do we? No, no, yeah, but
1: surely, uh, well, sure we've got some sense after we've ever set, other things we've said
0: about that division as well. So. yeah. Exactly. Uh, Into the Eastmanee Premier Division, uh, uh, a thriller for Cray Wanderers on Saturday as they beat Billerickie four three. A 90th minute winner. Uh, in fact, they were well. There were four goals in the last ten minutes in that one. It was two one to Cray Wanderers with uh, with ten minutes to go. Then Billerickie equalised. Uh, Wanderers went back in front. Then another equaliser. But Sam Skeffington scored in stoppage time to give Craig Wanderers the points and take them up into the playoff places. Uh, Tuesday night, Margate were in action, uh, but a disappointing result for them as they were beaten at home by Hastings United. Uh, we all know Hastings have been decent in the level below, and they're doing OK this season. But Margate, we speak about them quite a bit, Matt. 23 points from 19 games. games—that They won't be thrilled with that. And on paper, they'll look and think that was a disappointing result at home to Hastings.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, you know, again, it's another, another club, one step forward, two steps back with their performances. They haven't played too many games. Cause the thing. But it's the home form again. I know they've only won three games out of a possible 10. Um, Hastings, yeah, standard side. I don't think they're going to get in the playoffs. But yeah, Margate, just need to have a look at it. Look at it. But again, maybe Andy Drury's just building a squad for next season and it's going to be one of those years again for Margate that they're not going to do it. Maybe the most important thing is getting those off-field uh, changing rooms or um, uh, sorted out so they can be uh, a little bit more secure off the field
0: Absolutely Uh, Fixtures in that division on Boxing Day Herne Bay against Folkestone, 3 o'clock kickoff. Margate against Cray Wanderers at 1 o'clock so a pair of Kent derbies uh, in that one. Uh, Eastman League South East, only a couple of games survived in there but one manager who I know very well described it as the worst day of the season uh, for him as um, teams near the Foot of the table, both won against Kent sides. Uh, it finished Lancing three, Ashford United two. The home side who just lost their managers as well, uh, coming from behind to win that one. Uh, leaders Ramsgate drew nil nil with Chichester, uh, and Sheppey United were beaten four two at home by haywood Heath. Uh, a couple of disappointing results there, but. Ultimately, the, the, what's really disappointing is that the bottom three are all clubs from Kent now, and two of them are looking a little bit adrift. We've got Faversham on eight points, Corinthian on nine, then Sittingbourne on 17, uh, and then the next four are all from Sussex. Three Bridges, 18, Hayward Heath, 19, Lansing, 19, and East Grinstead 20. But we really could do with these teams getting some results together, couldn't we? Yeah,
1: Sittingbourne slipped down the table a little bit. I think they're on the edge of the playoffs, probably. Maybe six to eight weeks ago. Do you know what? Um, I
0: looked up Sittingbourne and they're in a terrible run of form. They yeah. haven't won for months and months. I think they haven't. I think they've won once maybe since. No, they don't think. I think don't think they've won since October. Yeah. Well, uh, and at season, home they haven't. They haven't picked up many points. And you know they'll be with question marks because they've. You know they've got a, a well assembled squad there. There was. You know they've got some good players in there, but it just at the moment is isn't clicking for them. But then you look at it, they are only 12 points outside the playoffs and we've seen how 7-0's climbed up the table. So if they can yeah. get a run together, starting with their massive, massive all-ticket derby game uh, on Tuesday, a one o'clock kickoff for them uh, against Sheppey United. If they can start there, then they'll be absolutely flying, won't they? Yeah, I, I think it is. Nick, Nick Davis is a
1: decent manager. So um, he, he's seen the highs and lows when he was previously at City and he's had the job. So, he, he, you know, he, I don't think the Sittingbourne should panic just that because they've got a decent manager in. But yeah, a little bit disappointing that we, you know, we expect Kent sides to go
0: out this division the right end. We don't want any going out the wrong end. No, just one home win for Sittingbourne this season, um, which is uh, the same as Sheppey actually. Um, But they'll be hoping, as as I say, a big crowd expected uh, for that one on Tuesday. That should be a really good game. Are they
1: they doing that so they can get the the Boxing Day crowd? Do you think as well? You know, people, you know sorry to get people who, who haven't got anything to do the following day after the boxing day is that to play on the tuesday, tuesday. i'd imagine
0: so yeah i think it kind of makes sense to split split these games out a little bit and i'm sure there'll be some ca- I, well i was gonna say i'm sure there'll be some casual watches coming along but because it's all ticket they might find that a little bit tricky yeah. but um we shall see the fixtures
1: is, is, is that the police saying that or is it the clubs thinking that
0: i think it, it was sitting one's idea i think sitting one were the ones who wanted it to happen so no. um who knows what's going on there uh the fixtures on Boxing Day in that division are Ashford at home to Faversham, uh, Chatham at home to Sevenoaks, Hyde at home to Ramsgate. They're all different kickoff times as well. Those Ashford is one o'clock, Chatham three o'clock and Hyde is a two o'clock kickoff uh, in that division. And then there are games on Tuesday, as we've already mentioned, the big, big game between Sittingbourne uh, and Sheppard United. And also on Tuesday... Uh, at one o'clock as well. Uh, Cray Valley against Corinthian uh, is the other game in that division. I did actually look and at VC Athletic aren't playing over the weekend, nor are Beckenham. So I assume they decided they would rather have that little sort of time off um, and, and not play, which is interesting because boxing day is normally quite a good day for crowds, isn't it? Yeah, maybe they've arranged it
1: before and just maybe it's decided they didn't want to do it or maybe, interestingly, I would have thought they must have had a game on I mean, and maybe they've played it earlier in the season, but. Um, Or maybe sometimes football can take a a bit of a back step. Certain people might not want to and have a family time on Boxing Day. So, uh, yeah, I hope they enjoy it. They
0: can have plenty of
1: Christmas turkey on Christmas Day.
0: Uh, Quite simple to look back at the scaffold last weekend. It was all cooled off. There was absolutely no football whatsoever uh, in the Southern Counties East League or any of its uh, offshoots uh, on Saturday. So we'll just look at the fixtures that are coming up. Over the forthcoming bank holidays, lots of games, lots of local derbies, and we shall see how they plan out. So, on Monday, which is good, for, which is Boxing Day, uh, Irith and Belvedere against Irith Town, that's a 2 o'clock kick-off. It's Fisher against Glebe at 3 o'clock. Lords will take on Hollands and Blair at 2. It's Phoenix Sports against Wellingtown, that's also at 2 o'clock. Uh, Rustle will take on Tunbridge Wells in the big Tunbridge Wells derby. Uh, midday kick-off that one, and Stansfeld against Holmesdale at 3 o'clock. Uh, and then on Tuesday... There are a couple of games as well. Deal against Kennington at three o'clock. Uh, Whitstable against Canterbury City at three o'clock. Uh, only a couple of games in the first division as well. Fabrician Strike Paws against Staplehurst Monarchs uh, on Boxing Day. Uh, and Meridian VP against Bermondsey Town on Tuesday, which is also a bank holiday. Uh, any of that take your fancy? I mean, a Rustle Tunbridge Wells game I was at last season, a game I very much enjoyed. A, a shock result was Rustle won that one, and the celebrations there were massive. 12 o'clock on a, on Boxing Day, that's a lovely time for a local derby, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people might be able to get two games as well in some of these 12 o'clock games if they wanted to. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the, ticket, the pick of the ties, Russell against Tunbridge Wells. Um, they'll be trying to do what they did last season. So, uh, yeah, plenty of games there. I suppose the Aerith derby as well is a it's a big one. Aerith um, from Belvedere running away with the league. So, uh, Erith will try and... Uh, Put the, a little bit of a dampener on there. But, yeah, plenty of games there. Good, Some good games, especially on the 27th as well. Whitstable against Canterbury. Deal against Kennington. Yeah, really some good games. Well, are you surprised they're not playing Christmas Eve this year as well, saying this? Because that is the Saturday. You could play Saturday and Monday. I'm sure years ago they would have done.
0: I think so. But I, th- I think the difficulties are now with, you know, transport and everything as well and, and you know, looking at it. And, and I guess people just decided that actually... Would you want to play two games in three days so quickly? I I can never remember many games being on Christmas Eve over years gone by. I'm happy to be mistaken, but certainly in the professional leagues, if games would fall on a day when there normally would be games on, if it would be a Saturday, I don't think you tend to get a lot of games. So, you know, maybe it's nicer teams. And, you know, we, we discussed this with Steve King a couple of weeks ago. And he said, you know, it's not really a busy period for us because we've only got you know these these one games. I mean, looking at the football league, they've got a full program next midweek uh, as well. So they've got games on Thursday. Uh, they're really cramming the games in. But it's I suppose in some ways it's nice, and it does also mean that our, our our clubs are all able to sort of look at things and say, well, actually, no, we don't need to have lots of games. We can just try and get the big crowds in for that one. And and it is nice that you know games are spread out a little bit across uh, across the county and and various you know various times, various days that. Actually, people who want to do a bit of ground hopping and go and see some different places get, get the opportunity, I suppose, to to watch as much football as they can in the time that there is. Yeah, I, I think maybe sometimes it's a,
1: maybe a sensible one. Because a couple of years we were playing quite a lot of few games and it was difficult for people to go. So maybe this just works out the way it works out. The games on the Monday, it works out. Maybe uh, if this works well, the league will um, decide to just maybe not cram too many in them. Maybe, as we said before, have a few games in uh, August and September where the weather's a bit better.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's pretty much it. We've whistled through it all. What, what are your plans for the big day?
1: I've oh, got uh, m- uh, my uh, in-laws coming around on on the big day. So we have dinner here. Uh, my mum and sister and nephew will come down on Boxing Day. So no football for me, Boxing Day. And the rest of it is just sort of busyness, you know, running around doing bits and pieces. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's again, as I said before, it's um, on here. I get 10 days off work, which is really nice. So I finish Friday then. Then let have to go back to the third. So that's just a nice break. And the company shuts down. So there's, it's, a, it's a nice break because nobody's likely to ring. they got any problems because nobody should be working.
0: Yeah, it's all right for some. I mean, I'm not too bad, actually. I'm working uh, up until Christmas. I'm not working Christmas Eve, but I'm working the rest of this week. Uh, I am working Boxing Day. But after that, I've got a bit of time off. Um, I'm only working one day the following week, I think. So, you know, I'm quite lucky in that, um, in that aspect. So I'm looking forward to spending... You know, a bit of quality time with my loved ones and, and stuff like that. I'm, um but, but there's ma- no paper on box uh Christmas Day is there? So you'll no, be just doing all the games on boxing you know,
1: the Premier League games where you Well Premier them. League
0: Football League and everything like that. So we do and yeah. um, we do stuff like that. So um yeah, we have a, a a few people in my team work on uh we'll be working on Christmas Day, but not me, thankfully. Um, and I would, and I, I said I was happy to work Boxing Day and he said well you can have a couple of days off that week so um, and then with with various staffing levels and stuff I'm not needed till the, till the Friday so I've got some I've got three days off in a row which is the first time since well apart from when we went away at the start at the end of last month Um it's the first time I've kind of had that kind of break for a little while so it's gonna be quite nice and then I'm waiting to find out what I'm working early in the new year but you know, with with train strikes and things like that, it's 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 been all right. I'm I'm looking forward to Christmas. I was I was kind of dreading it, but now I'm I'm looking forward to it because everything is of
1: uh, pairs of socks, are hey?
0: Um I'm not actually. I, I don't know. I don't it's not about the, the gifts for me anymore, it's about spending time with people, um possibly in my situation meeting new people, uh yeah. which is exciting and interesting. Um but we shall see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just nice to, you know, spend time with loved ones. If, if anything, uh, over the past year, I've had a I've had a pretty rotten 2022, as people that are close to me will know. Um, but the end of it has been spectacular. Um, but, you know, with everything that's gone on, I, I've just kind of. You, you realise what, what's important. And I suppose, you know, for me. I'm, I might be having a very very busy Christmas day where I go to lots of different things and lots of different places. But if that if that's the way it is, and I'm I'm really excited for that because, you know, at least I'm at least I'm here to celebrate it. And you know, it's it's yeah, it's been a, it's been a it's been a tricky year. Especially the first six months were were, were very very tricky, but the last couple have been really really good. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. At least I'm working from home um, on Boxing Day. Which is nice so i don't have to get up and and attempt to use the the beautiful public transport of uh of the good people of uh of southern southeastern railways uh who are appalling by the way um but yeah it's just going to be a nice uh period I, I got into the christian spirit a bit we managed to get to bedgebury i know some people had it uh cancelled due to the ice and and the snow over the weekend it was there was still Bits of ice on the floor when we went, and it was it was bitterly cold and raining uh, when we were there on Sunday afternoon. But the lights were absolutely spectacular, and and you know it was really really well done. It was so much better than when I went a few years ago. Um, But we sure, uh, yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Uh, The company was excellent, and um, yeah, looking forward to to seeing what happens over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, loads of at least there is some football. There, there is even a chance, Matt, that I might get to a game next week. Oh, I, right. I, I, it'll be the first time in a long time. I mean, bearing in mind, I went to about five games before the season even started. It's been a long time since I've been to a game. I, I think I don't think I've been to a game since I went to that one with you, such has been my working patterns. Oh, so, um, I'm looking forward to having a bit of a, uh, you know, hopefully getting out and seeing some football next week.
1: Oh, well, 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 that'll be nice. We'll right, we well, okay, we'll probably have next week off in the pod, but we'll have plenty of action. To talk about in two weeks when we're back on again i suppose wouldn't it so
0: well we'll have a chat we might try and see if we can squeeze something in next week it'll have to be a certain time but we'll have a chat and we'll see yeah yeah see, yeah. But yeah, keep it up to date on, on social media. As always, we're on uh, Twitter at Kent and podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well. Search for Kent Linnale podcast. I'm at JohnPhips81. Matt is at Matthew underscore Jarrod. We will let you know uh, if we're doing a, a show next week. Um, but yeah, hopefully everybody out there has a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, if we don't speak to you next week, which I'm hoping that we can find a way to do it, I hope that you all have a happy new year. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show in 2022. Um, as I say, it's been a, an interesting year. Uh, in my personal life but it's also been a great year for this podcast um and you know well we'll talk about that next time we're here anyway uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show sorry it wasn't our finest work uh i hope you have a very very merry christmas uh and we'll speak to you all soon on the kent only podcast
1: wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year